Welcome to the Intuitive Woman Podcast with your host, Tina Conroy. Gain clarity, confidence, and trust in your inner wisdom. Explore spiritual topics, including intuition, healing, wellness, yoga, vibrant living, and more. Hello, friends. Tina here. Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of the Intuitive Woman Podcast. This is the bonus series of Trouble to Triumph. Thank you so very much for tuning in the last six weeks and tuning in to the most amazing, empowering women that I've had on the podcast. I cannot tell you how inspired I am and the listeners' feedback from each and every woman. We had so many women really expressing and sharing their vulnerable stories. If you've missed any of the episodes, please go back in the library and feel free to listen in. Today's episode is a bonus episode, and it is perfectly tied to the Trouble to Triumph series. It is from Good Grief App, and Good Grief App is an app that will share and connect people to any grief that they're going through. The Good Grief App is a social network for loss. There's finally a network where people can come together, grieving people and connecting community in support. The co-founders are Kim and Robin and they know firsthand and I was able to share with them and they were able to share with me all the losses and their vulnerable story. From that story, from that, that pain, that suffering and that grief, this app has been born. And through this app, they are connecting people all over the world to connect to each other. Kim will mention in the episode how we don't really know too much about grief. From the outside world, we think that it should be a short time that people grieve and then people just go on with their lives. But the people grieving have very little support. The Good Grief app will change all of that. It connects people, again, like I said, all around the world. It will connect people to loss of a parent, loss of a spouse, a partner. Also, it connects them to how the tragedy may have happened. And so they can connect with people. You can be as busy and connected on the app as you like, or be quiet. It allows them to really connect and find the community. It grew from Kim and Robin having a unique relationship. They started texting with each other for about a year, had never met each other. And from that point, they came up with this idea of helping others. So please go out and check out Good Grief app. We want to share this out to the entire world. So many people are suffering at this time. I will leave all the information in the show notes. The Good Grief app is accessible on Android as well as iOS and also through computer and download. Please share this episode with a friend. And if you're grieving, please check out the Good Grief app and know that there is faith and community at your fingertips. Hey, welcome to the Intuitive Women Podcast. I am so glad to have you both on the show today. And Kim, I want to start with you. We have Kim and Robin from Good Grief App. And I just want to start with you, Kim, as you start and explain to our listeners all about where you were and what's going on now and how you're helping so many people. And then we'll hear from Robin as well. 
Tina, I just want to say thank you for having us on your show and for um, sharing our story and for sharing the Grief app as a resource. I think the idea behind the Grief app lies deep within um, our own life experiences separately between Robin and I. And then at some point we came together over the common ground of grief. Over the past 10 years, I suffered an enormous amount of grief. Um, I lost my dad a year after I was married. Five years later, I lost my mom to a, um, a neurodegenerative muscular disorder. Then a year later, I lost my marriage. And I think uh, what brought me here to good grief was ultimately I lost um, a man that I fell in love with afterwards, after my marriage fell apart, and um, he passed away suddenly. We'd been together for about three years. So it was through a mutual friend of my partner that had passed who introduced both Robin and I. And his thought was, you know, that he didn't share a lot of the things that Robin happened to be going through. He couldn't seem to support her, um, but he felt that through, in my life experiences that I might be able to offer some level of comfort and support. So first of all, thank you for sharing, but also so sorry for all your loss. And I'm sure there are, is someone out there listening that it's difficult to hear and so difficult to the, the multiple of losses. And it seems like they came like one after the other. I know we're speaking today and I just had a family loss and we had to reschedule this interview. And it's just, there's never words for it. Even if they're old age, there's never a good time or something that can make sense of it all. When this all came about, what was an idea that there would be like some type of gathering or community what was what was the sense of and maybe I'll maybe I'll bring that over to Robin so what was you're on the other end you haven't now you physically haven't met each other is that correct that's correct we are kind of a living example we think of what this app can do so we think it can bring people together over grief in an incredibly close way without you having to meet so I'll kind of pick up the story where Kim left off. We had started texting. A mutual friend introduced us by text. And we started texting back and forth just about what we were going through. And it was this incredibly safe place to have someone who, although the grief wasn't the same, was experiencing the similar emotions with it. Our losses weren't the same. At the same time, my mother was dying of metastatic breast cancer, and I have lost her in the meantime. And my marriage was ending. And so I kind of had a double whammy of loss. And Kim became the sounding board and just a place for me, another person to say, I've experienced that too. And I think in just learning that what I was experiencing was not strange, was not wrong, was not uncommon maybe, it felt incredibly comforting. And we started to realize that maybe by mistake, we had tapped into something precious here and that an incredibly close connection can happen through grief. And it was grief that was the connection. Kim also happens to be incredibly funny, smart, 
interesting. So there was more, you know, we <laughs> created a friendship, but it was grief that was the connection. And at some point we were like, aha, maybe we could create this for others. Maybe we could enable people to have this kind of connection. And the interesting part to all this is in through the pain and through the suffering and then finding each other. Now, where are you both like located? So Kim, where are you? What state are you? Robin, where are you to give, give an idea from the listeners? I'm in Huntington, New York. And I'm down South in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. So really not close. I mean, not really that close. Like you can hang out girlfriends and have a cup of coffee or a glass of wine. And this texting must've went been going back and forth to really connect. And you met through a mutual friend, you said. Yeah. We have spent, I think, thousands of texts at this point. And I remember the first time I picked up the phone just to call her. And then I heard that she had a New York accent. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's so different hearing your voice. Never mind not meeting you. Sure, because all you had was a text message going back and forth. You didn't have that that idea of audio behind it. So bring me up to the place where you're texting, you're becoming friends, you're, I'm sure you're crying, you're laughing, you're going through. How long was that process until one of you, and who was it who said, we need to do something for somebody. We need to do something for community. Where did that come from? Whoever, if Kim, do you want to start and maybe talk a little bit about that? So the length of our friendship through texting lasted approximately a year. I, you know, I really want to say it's, it was mutual. Robin said, you know, we've got something here. And I said, we really do. You know, and then Robin said, well, how do we make this happen for other people? And then together we kind of just started delving in and doing our pre-research for what was out there. and how to get our ideas into something that would provide, I guess, a resource for readers. Robin, I don't know if you want to add to that. Yeah, I think it was exactly that we tried to create a way to mimic this kind of connection and the ability to have this connection. And there are so many different resources out there for grief, but there are are fewer ways for people to connect one-to-one, which we thought was unique. And we thought it provides this, you feel responsible for someone else. It's also a way you can also open up if you're shy, if your story's complicated, if you don't want to be a public persona. There are lots of ways people's stories can get very complicated and people can feel a lot of shame around grief. And so we wanted a safe way for people to be able to talk and one-to-one was so beneficial for us. So that's kind of the idea. And we've kind of joked now, we're like, well, when life gives you lemons, make an app. (laughs) Well, that's kind of where I was going to go because you very well could have done, you know, a Facebook group or a membership site, but you both chose an app, which I find so interesting and so wonderful because you can go right there on your phone and there is a little bit of you know not being necessary and facebook groups are great i run a great facebook group but to have something where you can get on so what made you do the app route instead of like a membership site or a facebook group or did you have something like that before this how did how did it work I think um, one of the biggest uh, findings that we had as we began researching the process was that in larger group settings, people's thoughts and and feelings are open to comments by the entire group. 
And sometimes members of the group, although they don't mean it, their comments can be somewhat insensitive. And it causes the griever to retract and then feel uncomfortable sharing more. And part of the grieving process is the ability to talk about your loss openly and to gain some level of validation for the emotions that you're feeling. And so we felt that through the app, it was more personal, that the one-on-one connection could be you know, provided. The validation would be there and people could choose not to converse with the individuals that were dealing out or doling out um, insensitive comments. You know, that's very, very true because in Facebook groups, I'm using them as an example, but it could also be membership sites. There is, or even look at Facebook in general, right? Like the general publication of of Facebook, you have other people interjecting, you have other people saying things. And just recently having the six women on Trouble to Triumph, there were times where just last week when Jen Rosenbaum went public on her breast cancer diagnosis, she vlogged about it. And people were very insensitive to, well, did you have to do a double mastectomy? And it was her grief and her process. So I really can understand now that you're saying it, how you went to an app because it was it's a little bit more private and they don't have to interact if they don't want to, right? Robin, can you talk a little bit to the listeners about the app itself? Well, first of all, I guess I'll ask the question... Everybody has different grief. And so is there any particular... Who is this app for and who is this app not for? I guess we should kind of start there. So we have specific categories of grief in the app. We think of grief as being an umbrella topic for people, but we thought of for people who were looking at death of... that's We kind of focused on death. And we did a death of of and then there's family members so we have parent sibling spouse partner you know we have a whole list but as you go down the only thing that wasn't exactly death was loss of marriage but we thought that was also very similar and so we have all these groupings but you fill it out through these short questions basically who you've lost and it's a rollerball. So you can choose, like in my example, it was parent to illness and spouse to loss of marriage. And you can fill out multiple losses. Kim and I both have had multiple losses. So we've given people the option to have more than one. So you say who you've lost, how you've lost them. And it has the wide range of big heavies. So from suicide, stillbirth, miscarriage, divorce, illness, accidents. So we've done kind of these wider groupings. So people can choose that. And then there's time frame. And we have narrowed it down to kind of three time frames. We've done the acute phase, which is zero to one year when you're basically reeling from loss, one to five years and five to 10 years. And once you have that, you're in the app and you can see all these different people who are using it. And you can see their profiles if you pop onto their name, you can see a short profile of who they are. But one of the coolest things is you can filter this app. So if you want to only speak to women between the ages of 30 and 40 who have lost a child to stillbirth, you can find those people. And then only those connections will show up. So if you're particularly interested in finding someone who has had 
your specific type of loss, you can find them. Wow. I like that. So people that are going through the same or the similar story, everyone's story is a little different, but the similar loss can connect with those people and then have that community, almost like a virtual meetup, I would almost think, right? To have that connection. And then... I would assume that you can reach out to the person and they can agree or disagree to interact with the other person. That's correct. Yes. Um, and the, one of the things that uh, Robin didn't mention that I just wanted to add in was that um, you can also sort based on religious preference. So for some individuals, um, the religion that they follow is essential to uh, the path that they're taking with regards to their grief. And for others, it's less important to them. And so you can identify with where you stand religiously to make sure that you're matching up with someone that's going to give you that support and understanding that, you, that you're looking for. Now, regarding the administration part of the app, are you both administrators of it? Do you watch what's going on? Who's kind of overseeing the the interactions and so forth? So you have to be 18 years old to use this app. So you have to be an adult. And we have said, we do not watch the conversations. These are private conversations to people. They have to reach out to another individual and the other individual has to accept that conversation. And so these are really private conversations. They can be username based. So if you actually never want to reveal your name, you don't have to. If you're someone who's shy and wants to just remain slightly anonymous, you can do that. But it is a one-to-one interaction. And that conversation, if it ever feels uncomfortable, you can get out of the conversation and you can report that conversation. And Kim, how long do most people stay in the app? Or I don't know if there's any kind of ratings or some type of demographics, but from the time of the that first initial, which I guess, Robin, you were saying like the first three weeks or six, how, how long were you saying was the initial? Zero to a year? Was that we the first? Have, that's kind of how we've broken it down. Like zero okay. to one is that first kind of acute loss period. Kim, do you have any, any, any statistics on how long people stay in the app or do they just, I mean, I would want to say, say that, you know, I guess it changes as the grief changes. I mean, Grief is always there, but it must change in the volatility of it. So is there a statistic of how long people stay? And I would think that that support is so important. I think that the numbers are really vary dramatically um, based on the individual, based on, again, where they are in their grief and to the level of support that they're seeking. I think that there are some individuals that have a large amount of support on the outside and are seeking some level of validation from another beaver. So they may um, be in and out of the app um, intermittently over the course of, of months or you know a year. And there are other people that are going to go into the app, they're going to gain something from the app, and they're going to want to help others along the grief path. And so they may stay longer because they know that they've, they have lessons that have been learned along the way that they can use to reach out to somebody that's in those acute stages. Nice. Very nice. So this is also one of the, th- one of the options, since there are these time periods that you can define your grief by, you can also reach out and have connections with people who are in different stages of this. So you could... If you're within the first year of losing someone, you could also connect with someone who's five, 10 years out. 
And you'll be able to have a very different conversation with that person. And they might just be able to give you a perspective that is relieving to hear from someone that they can actually say, you know, you're going to be okay. I didn't think I was going to be okay. I felt like I couldn't breathe for those first few months. And I still feel it. And it surprises and shocks me when the grief arrives. And it's tiny little unusual moments when that grief does happen, but it's less frequently. You know, that is so healing because when you can speak to someone that's literally walked in your shoes, literally have had the a similar law, say to be a mother or a father, maybe even the same type of illness per se or accident, mm-hmm. or and you can actually speak to someone that's been through it and not just you know, not just like a counselor who hasn't been there, but says they've been there. It really can be very healing and helpful to the individual to say, I can relate to where I'm going, or I can find that hope. And I would say that you're, what you're doing is, is really giving everybody hope, giving everybody that something to hang on to, an anchor to hang on to, building community, able to connect with people and to know that I will be okay. Right. And it doesn't happen on the first day or the second day or the first year, I'm sure. And I haven't experienced traumatic grief that the both of you have in succession and so much. But just the thought of having a place to go and having a place to connect with is very comforting. So, how long have you guys been doing this? So, we launched the app in January, at the end of January of this year. So we're relatively new out there. And, um, you know, I think that the people that are in the app are, have been, you know, emailing us and thanking us for this new resource that's, that's out there, you know, because there, there's nothing else out there like what we have to offer. Yeah. Well, I would say that I don't think there's anything out there like this. I mean, you would think there would be. So kudos to you guys for being the pioneers of this. And you know, and I know it's built on grief, but it's also built on hope. So that's what I keep saying that, but that's amazing. And I'm sure your story is going to get picked up by many, many places. And the more we can share this, the more that we can get it out there. You girls got to get on Oprah and TED Talks. (laughs) No, I mean, it's, it's amazing. I mean, to come together. I think this whole... And Kim and I, you and I spoke offline a little bit. When I was coming, I had this... I do a lot of journaling and I do my personal reflections in the morning. And I'm always thinking about how to service my listeners and how to service the podcast and women in general, empowering women in general and men, but that's mostly my, my demographic. And I wanted to highlight women and I kept thinking like, what is it? And I got that term like trouble to triumph. You know, we've all had a trouble. Everyone's had something. And then how do we get through it? And then how do we pay it forward? And when you and I connected, I know we connected through a mutual friend. It was like, oh my God, this is perfect because it just completely brings in the whole circle of what I've been talking about. To have these six women, we had breast cancer, we had recovery, we had single mom, we had eating disorder, abuse, domestic abuse, so many things. And so the sky's the limit for you guys. The sky's the limit to really share and to get out there. And 
and just spread the word. And there's so many people that are suffering. I mean, we know the recent story of what happened yesterday with Kate Spade. And it's it, it shocked the world. It's mental illness and that grief that her family and everybody in the world are looking at. People need a place to go and people need a place to connect. So thank you for doing it. And there's a lot to share. So... What else can you share about your story, about the app? And then of course, I want to leave all the information so the listeners can find you and connect with you and get your app. Is your app... The other thing I guess I will ask is, is your app user-friendly? Is it on iOS and the Android, all the other devices? Yes, we have an iOS version. Uh, we have Android. And then you can find us on the web as well. Perfect. Great. So I, th- I think one of the biggest things is that we're recognizing through the app is that grief doesn't go away. And that we understand that society has certain restrictions for grief. There's an expected amount of time. There's a lot of advice on how quickly individuals should recover. And that we know, having experienced multiple types of grief, that it is not a cookie cutter experience, that everyone is going to travel their path their way. And that because of the restrictions that society often places on grief, it is very difficult to reach out to people in your everyday life that are not experiencing grief. It's difficult to get that level of understanding. It's difficult to get the validation for the rollercoaster of emotions that you're going through. It's difficult for people to understand you and the choices that you're making as you navigate the path of grief. But you will, within our app, we feel like there are connections that can offer all of those things. The validation, the understanding, the recognition that it is okay to grieve your way. I really love that because I think also when I know it's happened to me where everything happens and then people kind of are like, well, you should get on with it or... Sort of like when when something happens, like I can speak for myself. Everyone's bringing food over, and people are calling me, and and then it all stops, you know, because there comes there comes a point where it just people go back to their lives, and they whatever their expectation is, whatever other people's expectation is, is that you've moved on or you should be over it. So it's really interesting what you said, and makes a lot of sense because the people that what you're what you're finding about grief is that it, you're what you said is exactly right. I mean, everyone grieves differently and there's no time frame, but we all have, you know, society has always this thing, well, you should be okay by now. I appreciate that. I also think there's just this ability by connecting to others, life feels lighter. It's amazing being able to help carry someone else's load a little and to unload your load. And that mutual help that you get by giving it and supporting it is a really beautiful thing to create between people. So we think there's power in connection and that's what we're hoping to allow people to do, have a safe place to connect. Yeah. Well, absolutely. I mean, you're giving people the power and the safety. It's like, as I teach a lot about this, when I teach yoga, I talk about, it doesn't really matter what happens on your yoga mat, but we create the sacred space and hold the space. So if you're having a difficult day and you want to stay in the back in child's pose, 
stay in the back in child's pose, but you're in the space, you're in the community and you're being held by community. There might be people on the app that are very chatty and interactive and other people that are quiet, but when they're ready, they're ready, but there's people around them. And it's almost like the app and the community in the app holds that space for the people. And the healing that occurs must be just above and beyond, really above and beyond. So you ladies are truly from this very dark place, both your very dark places. And and I guess before I want to, I also do want to mention the breaking up of a marriage. I'm pleasantly surprised that that's in the app as well. It is such an under, I don't know, doesn't, no one looks at it as grief. And I know so many people personally that are going through it and it's an end of something, you know, it's, what was the term that you put Robin? It's a death of. Yeah, exactly. You know, I can't tell you how many people I know, you know, married 23 years, 24 years, 25 years or or less. It doesn't what it is, but it is. And I, I really value that you have that in there because there is so much grief in that as well, ending a relationship and a family and what you know, right? Different than a death, obviously, but it can feel very much like a death. So thank you for for adding that and putting that in. And I know that came from both of your stories, but it's so important. There's so many people that their whole life is different. They're different and they need the support. Thank you. Yeah, I think one of the things with loss is that there's this empty space suddenly in your life where there used to be a person. And I think that's incredibly obvious when you are married and that person is gone. Because there's a time, I think, when many people who are married and divorced or lost a spouse or lost someone they lived with, when the house is quiet in a way it was never quiet before. And there's this, it's kind of, it's it's a really hard feeling to get used to. And I think that's kind of what we're acknowledging and saying, now reach out to someone because there's someone else out there who knows that quiet quietness. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's what really worked between uh, Robin and I in the very, very beginning. You know, um, Adam was my partner. He lived here. And um, I can remember in those early stages in that first year, that echo that exists in it in my home and, um, you know, the lack of sleep that you get because at night is when everything else in your daily life stops and you are just submerged in grief. And it's then when you really feel the need to reach out to someone that is going to understand whatever it is that's on your mind um, or offer something, you know, some level of support. And I think that's the value of the app too, because at any point in your day, you can reach out. And because it's available, there are going to be people that are, you know, active in the app that can respond to you. So, yeah. Almost like, you know, 24-hour, you know, grief support. 24-7, 365, and around the world. Oh, I like that. (laughs) That's a good tagline. So, Kim, where can we, or both of you, wherever you want to share, where can we find you? Where are you? I know just everything social media. I put everything in the show notes, and I'll put both of your information individually in the show notes. But where do people find you? So um, we have a, a Facebook page, Good Grief App, and Instagram, Good Grief App, and, and Twitter, all the same. And then you can find us. We also have a blog, 
blog.goodreadapps.com. And then our actual, you can download us either in the App Store, Google Play, or you can uh, you can join up for the web-based version at www.goodreadapps.com. Nice. Any closing remarks? Anything else you ladies want to say? Or Robin, you want to... Anything I've missed that we want to share to the world, this amazing support system and faith-based system of hope? Well, I think we just want to say thank you. Thank you so much to everyone listening. We hope you try out this app. We think we've created something special and we hope you find it special too. And we want you to know that you are not alone. I love that. I love that. Well, thank you ladies so much. Both of you are beacons of light and this is going to be so far reaching and it's just the beginning, touching many, many lives. So thank you for all that you do and touching everyone's hearts and creating that peace in that community. So thank you. Thank you, Tina. Thank you so much for tuning in. I never take it lightly that you tune in each and every week. And thank you so much for listening to this series, Trouble to Triumph. Now, as I close, I want to share with you, since we are talking about intuition, I want to share with you that I'm opening up some spots for my Intuitive Women Level 1 private coaching. This will be internet-based anywhere in the world. Feel free to contact me. This will be a four-week course, and we will be delving into intuition, developing intuition. The first week, we learn about intuition and introduction to the Clares. The second week, spiritual clearing and creating sacred space. The third week, you receive our virtual Reiki treatment, and we talk about the energy and the chakras. And week four is an introduction to Oracle cards. This is open right now, and I would love to share this course with you. As we move into the summer, sometimes we have a little bit more space in our schedule to do something for ourselves. So if you're interested, all the information will be in the show notes, and I would love to take you on and do one-on-one coaching to develop your intuition further. Well, thank you so much once again. Have a beautiful day. Namaste.